today, Jesus. Help me, God. Just give it up to the Lord. Just got to, just, everyone hands. just pray with me. This is being put on my heart right now. Alrighty, welcome back to Jacob V Weekly. I want to start by uh, reminding you to reach out and donate to Caddyshack of New Hamill, Illinois. That's at Caddyshack IL on Facebook. Uh, dear, dear friends and supporters of the show. And they save cats and they're not like rich or like pocketing the money or like being abusive or like killing anything. So it's great. It's great stuff. Wait, it's the a, it's the a, cats aren't or the. The people? cats are kept from the murder, as are the patri- uh, the uh, the uh, uh, proprietors of the shack. Mm, okay. So okay, it's good. a good, okay, good, safe, clean operation over there. Um, similarly, if you want to support the show, uh, the only way to do that financially to support us directly is patreon.com slash Jacob V. I think it starts at $4 a month and shout out to all of our uh, patrons, uh, thus far. We talked in more depth about them last episode. If you haven't heard Jimmy style with DD from no antics, go check that out. Uh, no antics has new material dropping, uh, seems like monthly right now. We just had a new, uh, video, uh, that I got to direct here in my backyard, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Go check out Grocery by No Antics. Uh, Blinded by Stereo, my other band that I play in, is uh, releasing a vinyl record on June 25th at the Heavy Anchor. Save that date. Uh, we just started Favorite Songs on Spotify for the month of May 2022. I make a playlist on Spotify every month for you guys to check out with me. It's usually stuff that people I know are releasing or stuff that I just like, and it's not necessarily just new stuff either. I'm joined here in studio with... Uh, my dear friend Lucius and we are just catching up on um, just this fucked up timeline that we live in. Mm. It's been crazy out here. Your girl is going through it right here. Oof, she is pressed right now, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> well, it's also the first time that we're actually able to do this in person too, which I'm You weren't very... in person on this show before? No, cuz it's always been um Was somebody here Zoom. when you were on Zoom with me? Um Tim. Tim, okay. That's I knew there was a body in the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was a gay presence. There I, I, there was a a large gay body in the room. And I am so you know, um, it, it can morph into different things. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you feel the queer energy and it's large and in charge, yeah. it's probably yeah, me. it's an eclectic beast, mm-hmm. <laughs> versatile, yeah, uh, loving it. So uh, there's so much we want to get into today. I wanted to catch up and kind of warm up on some of the uh, the headlines that we just have to address to sort of mark our place in history here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, have you kept up with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard at all? Um, I go in and out because I, I really have a hard time um, believing that uh, Johnny Depp can do so wrong um, because I'm very sexually attracted to him. Sure. And um, natural. It's hard to break up with something that isn't there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so anyway, yes, um, I'm, it, it seems very strong handed in the Johnny Depp. Uh, being more of a victim yeah. than anticipated is kind of what it's uh, turning yeah. out to be. So that's as far as I'm. Well, especially it. I think a big part of the problem there too, she made it sound like it was so much more um, violent or criminal than maybe it was. Mm-hmm. And so it's coming out that, Oh, actually 
it wasn't nearly as bad as she was accusing originally. And she also, you know, shit in his bed and whatnot. What? You don't, you didn't hear this. No. This is the main thing I hear. I, <laughs> so I, again, I asked Joe, who is a, a, you know, a production assistant of the show uh, remotely from Rala S&T, where he goes to school. He uh, sent me a bunch of good content about the trial and funny moments. And then the whole, the whole like arc and stuff. I didn't watch most of it. Cause I feel like I'm picking up so much of it um, by osmosis, just by being a porous mass near the, the news i just absorb mm-hmm. so much of it involuntarily um so i haven't dug through it as much yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh but yeah so one of the details is that um at one point they had had some sort of a dispute and he woke up and there was as he described human fecal delivery on the bed uh and then he confronted her about it and she tried to blame the dogs and so he said in court on the stand, he said, uh, I had to disagree with her because I had lived with those dogs for several years. And this was not uh, fecal matter from those dogs. Dude, could you imagine that argument where he's just like, did you just sit shit in my bed? Did you shit did in, you our, shit in our, our bed? bed? He shit. She and, shit and on his side of their bed. She just like woke up in the middle of the night, dropped trout or maybe she was probably already naked. Let's be honest. Went over, knee- <laughs> squatted down and then just shit. How she could probably, you hate somebody so she much? She probably squatted over the bed, shat on the bed, and then went right to the shower. Yeah. That's um, a good move. You got to clean yourself. That's, that's what I would sin, do. You know? Yeah. I would I would have to hose down. <laughs> and then her trying to blame it on the dogs, but it's like a clearly human shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 you the, know a dog shit from right. a human shit. Right. She's like, no, it was the dog. And he's like, I, I will have to respectfully disagree here. My dogs shit in tiny nuggets pushed together. Um, to make one big log where this is clearly, um, you know, not of that consistency. I'm going to have to respectfully degree, disagree. <laughs> um, is that, are you getting more details? Juicy? I was just looking over, like, I don't want to start blasting the microphone with TikToks right now. Cause that's really where I get the most accidental news. Cause I don't sit in bars and watch TV anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really listen to. Um, radio that would include news, right? Um, yeah, and so I get it from podcasts and TikTok mostly, mm-hmm. and just because they're forcing me to listen to it, like I'm, I'm not seeking it out. I don't follow Anderson Cooper on the gram or nothing. Actually, I might. Wait, what? I was saying I don't follow Anderson Cooper on Instagram, but I might. I, that be, I wouldn't be surprised if I did. Oh yeah, yeah. Anderson um, Cooper. Anderson Cooper, silver Anderson daddy. Anderson Cooper. Cut from the loin mm-hmm. of... I don't know. He's a little white mm. for me. I love that transparency. I want to see He's a little you. translucent. I want to see Handsome guy. You. I want to know everything about you. Yeah. I can see his blood moving. You know, he's a little vampiric. Yeah, that's well. the thing. He needs yeah. some iron. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I want to get him a beet salad. Mm, a beet salad. Mm. Beet and spinach. It's got good iron and shit. Mm-hmm. And maybe some, you know, maybe a whole rotisserie chicken from Sam's. I can do that. Mm, that's the funniest thing. I talked it. to somebody the other day and they said, uh, um, I had an idea. Oh, I have this idea about like a, uh, like a delivery truck full of rotisserie chickens. Oh my God. Yeah. Like where it's like a, a big, 
like ice cream trucks, chicken, but it, but instead of ice cream, truck. it's rotisseries <laughs> with chickens. And then you know we could but, we could pull over, you could flag us down, we could park for events, we could deliver in the app or whatever. But uh, yes, but also just we can pull up and we'll spatchcock you a fresh rotisserie chicken, Ooh. maybe a scoop of taters, bitch. I mean. Um, whatever you, but that, so I was talking about that idea and somebody had asked me like, um, you would sell the whole chicken. I'm like, have you never done keto where that's like what you eat three times a day yes. is a whole rotisserie chicken. Cause it's all you're allowed to eat. And it's delicious. And it's, yeah, it's the best thing to eat when you're on paleo or something guilt free fucking like num, it's like fuck it i'll ugh. eat the skin too i'll eat the skin I, skin eat. is not why i look like this yeah <laughs> i don't look like this because of skin well um i look like this because of extra skin well i have extra skin now because <laughs> because yeah. of the other things but you know i'm gonna keep the skin on to Oh, yeah, especially because that's you know that's where they put all the juice. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. When yeah. you're yeah, and it's rotisserie. I mean the the toxic fat drips out. Honestly, that's what I one of my biggest dislikes of living in an area where you don't have a lot of um, good grocery stores um, because mm-hmm. no curry in Curryville. No curry in Curryville because you don't have easy access to. What if that's chicken. their rule and that's why? <laughs> What if they're, what if the thing is like, no curry in Curryville, <laughs> you better not, um, you better not. It'll, it'll make your whole sink orange, orange. I, I tried curry one time and my mouth burnt so bad. I knew that this had to be deemed illegal. Mm-hmm. So that is why as your mayor of Curryville, yeah. there is no more. Oh, curry you allowed. should be mayor of Curryville. I think I told you Dude, that when I went out there, I think that I could be, but I'm too liberal. Well, you don't have to tell any of them that. Yeah, but am I not just living a double life at that point? Well, no, but there's probably things that they need that you would give them because it's a it's a, an issue that you believe is important and then it would benefit them. So if we just lean really hard on that, mm-hmm. if we just say, listen, we need to update some of our uh, services for our community and like all you motherfuckers need jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, like they have jobs. It's obviously mm-hmm. doing um, what? You know, I don't know. They do it all in their houses with the lights on and, um, you know, sheets of like 1990s Aladdin um, in the, you know, so they're working. I just don't know what, what they're working on, what they're working on. What are they building in there? Yeah. Um, I think they're chemists or something. I don't know. What about the foil? Do they get to the foil? Is that cocaine that people put foil on the windows? Um, either cocaine or meth. I'm not hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. You know what? I was yeah. just at brunch. Shout out to, this is not a sponsor. Shout out to, uh, uh, the Attic Music Bar and their sister uh, restaurant in the same building as them downstairs. Um, Who dat STL? Lovely Southern brunch to celebrate my uh, my brother's girlfriend's birthday. Just before I came here, I had a whole alligator sandwich. Not a whole alligator. I had a whole sandwich that included alligator. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm primed and ready. I feel good. Nothing fires me up like a little remoulade in the morning. And... Uh, but why were we talking about that? What had you just said? I have no fucking oh, idea. fuck. Dude, <laughs> you took it and, you, and I was like, I'm, I'm here for it, but I, you're, no, but you're we not going to get anything else from me from back there. We were talking I'm moving about, forward. We were talking about food. <laughs> um, curry and curry That's the best oil. part of Amber Heard shitting on the bed is that Johnny Depp testified in court <laughs> that not just that she shat on the bed, but she shat on the bed after eating a cheesy gordita crunch from Taco Bell. Are you serious? That's what he said Do in not court. Fuck with me right now. I would never. Serious? I would absolutely never. 
He literally said, he, "Celebrities are humans." Yeah, too. Amber ate that a cheesy it. gordita <laughs> crunch from Taco Bell, and then she shat on my side of the bed and blamed it on our Bichon Frises, who are thirteen pounds a piece. What? They're yeah. She act, the dogs are small. They're the same dogs they tried to take to Australia. Remember when they got in trouble for taking the dogs on a private jet to Australia because you're not supposed to fly with mm -hmm. animals internationally like that because it's yeah. you know there's all kinds of laws about that. You could really fuck some things up. And they had to make a video saying, "Hey, listen, you can't fly into Australia with dogs. Don't do it. We made a mistake. We're sorry." Mm. And then she ate a cheesy gordita crunch, shat on the bed, and then blamed it on the cute little toy breed show dogs that they they had that's very chaotic that's it's mad chaos energy in the depp herd household oh my Deppard. god it's like two and i think they're divorced but he's suing her for defamation that's why they're in court yeah well you gotta take control of your own destiny well and it's i mean a big part of it is because of the you know she like um uh accused or insinuated or, or falsified evidence of greater domestic kind of aggression than was um, actually happening. And he recorded mm -hmm. so many like phone calls and videos of arguments with her that they played in court and stuff. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's too much to keep up with, but it's also so weird. Like, I don't feel like this is the trial that needs to be on TV. Absolutely not. Like Kyle Rittenhouse. We that, just got like, over Will Smith. Okay. Yeah. We need to take that to trial. There's some, I, mm. there's some Pete and I think everyone who was in the audience has to testify and I think it'll take three months and I think it'll be good work for them. But I think that the people that need to go to trial are just the internet needs mm -hmm. to go to trial on that. I didn't even know the Oscars were happening until after that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I only knew the Oscars were happening because the Grammys were happening the, yeah. the week I didn't after. see any of the movies that were in hot conversation for the Oscars, but I did, mm -hmm. um, I did, uh, watch the trailer for, uh, for one of them, uh. Uh, or no, maybe it's newer than that. Uh, Mel Gibson and and uh, Mark Wahlberg made a really crazy movie about this. Oh my god! Priest my parents told me about that the other day. They, they were, died they were of ALS. It. It's no. the movie looks offensive. Like it looks like really not great. Yeah. And uh, the trailer's awful. The trailer is so bad that it starts with thirty seconds of Mark Wahlberg as Mark Wahlberg talking about how honored he is to get to make the movie, and then <laughs> it goes into three minutes of the movie, and I've already seen too much of it with that. Wait, can you give me just like a quick synopsis of like what? So Father Stu is a boxer who then can't box anymore because he has brain damage. And then he, this is based on a real guy. And then he wants to go to Hollywood to be an actor. Um, but that doesn't necessarily work out. And um, and they try to play it like he was getting like casting couched by like a alleged big shot Hollywood guy when he was in that point in his life or whatever. But it's also like this guy was just a professional boxer. Yeah. Like, I don't know that that's the target. And uh, and there's a lot of weird conversation about, like, uh, homosexuality in the Catholic Church, like, in the movie. Oh, oh interesting. And uh, it was a part of this guy's journey, I guess. And then, and then he decides he wants to be a priest. Uh, and then, but then he, it's like he can't be a priest because he's too sick because he has ALS. And then, uh, but then people start coming to see him at like the hospital all the time and stuff. It, it, I don't know. It's and then Mel Gibson because is they're his, like proud of him. Getting yeah, and over the whole thing is just sexuality or something. No, no, it's not. He's not the one that's gay. It's his like roommate in seminary or something that's gay. Oh, like an accountability buddy. Sort of yeah, accountability <laughs> buddy. He's like, will you watch this dude, please? Don't let this guy suck you off. Whatever you do, please <laughs> don't let him. No matter what Steve listen, says, listen, Marky Mark. And that's the thing. And so they, it's set in like Montana, <laughs> but Marky Mark is trying to do like a weird southern accent uh -huh. and 
but he's also Marky Mark and he's not good at accents and it's not even an accurate accent to the period or the place. Well, cause all he can do is Boston. So, well, that's the thing. And yeah. so it's like Boston, 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 Texas. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that. Those are the syllables in his sentence. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that's fun. So, okay. And, so can I, quick side yeah. story there at, um, so I heard this story from work that, um, somebody was offended in a, in a Boston, retail store that somebody else used a southern accent to address them like we're like i would think it's normal to be like hey y'all how's it going but somebody was offended that they faked an accent they, <laughs> they're offended like that's like remember Bo bice from american idol and he had long hair early american idol i think oh he was the God. same season as carrie underwood maybe like season six yeah not that i'm that deep into the dogma of the yeah. idol but um Bo Bice was like the runner up and he had long hair and he's like a, like a walking in Memphis type dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, uh, as if that's a euphemism, we should coin that. Yes. And, uh, but then it was like, he was at a chicken restaurant and somebody called him a white boy and told him to leave. And he was crying on CNN. Oh my God. It was great. That's worth Googling. Um, let me include that here in my notes. I'm white. Uh, it's like, and they said, uh, they said, "Hey, white boy," uh, and I said, "Hey, I like, uh, I like chicken too." <laughs> I don't. I didn't get it. I didn't get what I was supposed to. Um, man. So, yeah. So that's good. So you should watch that. Mm -hmm. Um, did you see the oh, Batman I'm yet? Going to now, what? Did you see the Batman yet? No, I, I didn't either. I, I'm on a data plan where I have to budget my data, so I have to be. That's very insane. Yeah. You are off the grid. Yes. Is it a satellite? It's a satellite internet. Holy that I pay two hundred dollars for one hundred and fifty gigabytes a month. It, why don't you just run a cable down the highway to Walmart? You can't. They don't have it either. Oh, I guess they do, but yeah. I mean, why don't you, you think just Walmart's run it, that impenetrable? Just run an <laughs> Ethernet cable under the door. <laughs> if it's 24 hours they're never even going to notice they're not locking anything yeah that is true um yeah so i have to it's netflix is like if i'm out of gigs and it's like ass slow it's jesus netflix, i should send you home or with i some... play skyrim on a switch because you don't need internet so. yeah i should just send you home with uh some cds if i could have a gofundme for fucking data well, I that's what's, but that's that. the thing is like, obviously where you live, people are going to start living in places like that. Well, the Amish are thinking about moving out because it's too expensive. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I'd love to talk about the economics of being Amish. Yeah. Um, what do you know about that? Uh, what I know is that um, they have three shops up there. They have a butcher shop, a wood uh, furniture shop, and just like a general goods, like honey and soaps and stuff like that um and they also ride they also go to walmart too so that's where i'm curious because they'll go in there and you'll just see a line of people and then just one amish woman with like full garb and well, what is she buying everything they have full cards like like somebody else named tammy would have like okay. it's it's the same person just two different clothes on and but then they go out and they go to their uh horse and buggy that's in its own stall that they have at walmart like they have a buggy stall at walmart they, yeah like full of horse shit i mean they clean it up because they're nice but um, but that's what it's for is to cater to that community yeah yeah absolutely um i love it i wave to them i'm very like 
I see you. And oh my God, the other day I was. Um, I mean, it is drawing. truly. I mean, an example of living amongst diversity, right? It's yeah. just a. It's a funny to think of it that way. Yeah. Because I think we think of diversity has to mean like a uh, like liberal like biracial like, yeah. international citizens of the globe or mm -hmm. something. But um, I mean, to live amongst a community or adjacent to a community that's that um living their faith that out loud mm -hmm. and like it's a part of their whole uh standard of living that's fascinating like i have the idea and you know what my aunt mary loves mm. aunt this mary. amish farm that makes wooden furniture uh -huh. And it's like her favorite gift to get people. They like yeah. they like do furniture. It's probably for her like and it's the beautiful. best wooden horse you've ever fucking seen. Rocking horse. Rocking horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Made out of wood. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially. I mean, I can't, just can't imagine. And it sounds beautiful. Um, the idea of somebody carving wood for a a table, and it's obviously a you know a boutique market. Like it's not very it's like not what the where the mass laid. thing is. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, they're shaving it. Do you watch any like, of that on TikTok? Oh, I that's. <laughs> but when I fall asleep, I watch How's It. Uh, how's it made yeah that's like, a good one i watch that all the fucking because the um there's guys that chop wood on tiktok there's a mm -hmm. guy that makes tools out of just rocks and shit in the environment mm -hmm. and uh he's like always in a little hut that he like carved himself love it you know or something so that's very satisfying i'd, I'd love to watch we should do that for the podcast go watch the amish make a table let's do it would they Honestly, let us do that probably not but we i i will start the introduction because where i live and i talked to one of my neighbors who has a deep rooted okay this is lineage, your assignment this is your homework this deep, is your podcast homework is looking to this so so the neighbor that i have up there has a deep rooted lineage with an amish family like like her grandfather and uh, met an Amish person back in like World War II or whatever. And then they became friends. And like that Amish person was like, this is the only English person that I trust. So those families grew together. And so they don't trust obviously many people. And so I'm thinking from what she's saying that when I go in there, I'm going to be in an anomaly. Yeah. To them. And I'm okay with that. Would you think, but I, I want to go their... in there to like make them like, feel like it's it's okay like i'm still like a and that you're like appreciative of their culture yes, and that they're yeah. like yeah and i don't even know if you would be on their radar not at all you well, know what i mean i mean i do have a very distinct car and when i drive and i go to walmart all the time no but i just mean and, in like if you were in line with a family of the amish at walmart mm -hmm. um would they even think to question anything about you or your identity well, the way that they look at me it looks like they do you think so yeah okay you think they are confused oh yeah just because we're both looking at each other like like what are you yeah because they're used to all the, like the you know people up there with their tweety bird leggings mm -hmm. and shit you know but uh with, I come a crack, through, with a cracked android yeah i come in through i come through with like trigger warning big tits and mm -hmm. like a masculine face and then they're just like what I like I like that we're at Am a point I, where we can yeah. trigger warning big tits. That's my favorite. Yeah. So um so that's great. So okay, but yeah, feel that out delicately. Just see mm -hmm. if if you can identify an opening. Maybe one of their children is a fan of the show. I doubt it. Um, we can make them. I, but that's the thing we should. Maybe we should go after the children first. We'd be like, Daddy Jacob wants to come watch us make a table. <laughs> and we're like, who? <laughs> brother jacob from the speaker box you know that queer yeah yeah 
He's this queer gentleman who's on the radio. Yeah, he's queer, but he's got a good energy to him. He's got a good heart. He's got a beautiful heart of worship, Daddy. I I think that we can influence him. I think we can bring him. We can save him. We're just both doing the same thing to each other. Yeah, what are we doing right now? (laughs) I love it. Um, They're so awesome, though. I saw the other day um, a small horse, like a, you know, like, like, what do you call it, like a miniature horse? A miniature horse. Okay. Um, uh, pulling three children on a carriage um, down the road. And it was like, it was so surreal because I'm like, am I in a movie? But it's just like three small children, maybe eight at the most, was like at the helm of the small horse. And it was just so perfect and so cute. Um, That is adorable. I love those little, um, are they Highland horses, they call them? I, I, I couldn't even tell you what a miniature horse was for a yeah, second. That's right. no you, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're not the one to ask. Those are, those are really cute. Uh, or maybe yeah. I'm thinking of Highland cows, the little fuzzy cows. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I do love a cow. That's mm. kind of our next thing is actually my wife mentioned you in your living situation mm-hmm. um, the other day as uh, something to kind of think about with our with our with the next place we want to live. We kind of want to be a little more disconnected. Yes. And because uh, we want to have space, you know, to have a couple rescue llamas. Yes. Um, I, are you serious? Because I love that. No, no, we do. We okay. really. That's like if I had won that Powerball that just hit. Yeah. Um, that's what I'd be working on. Yeah. I'd be sizing up property, maybe not far from where you are. I mean, if you're thinking about you want to be adjacent enough to um, a robust enough suburb that you have access to food and medical care and stuff mm-hmm. when you need it. But you don't necessarily want to be like where I am now, like packed into the ant farm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I talk shit on Curryville just because it is. A no, shithole, I mean, but, but culturally, I it's crazy. I mean, culturally, yeah. it's it's really hard. It's a yeah. different time. It's like watching. um uh, not there will be blood. What's the other one? Uh, old, no country for old men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, um, like a true value hardware store is also the grocery store and still like things yes. like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That like people are buying eggs and milk at the true value. Yeah. Which is great. I love small businesses and you know, but I'm just thinking like, um, it's just so different than how like we live like here, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But also in a way that like, especially since COVID it's like, we got really good at, doing the things that we value the most kind of at home or from home. Yeah. I would definitely need good internet though. So not quite as remote. As I, I think it's on the way though. There's a yeah. thing called gateway fiber. That's like in Vandalia, which is like mm-hmm. next door, but you know, Vandalia is a little bit bigger. Curryville only got 247, 257 people. So, yeah. you know, 257. Yeah. The sign says 256. Oh, we I should included myself. We should both run for mayor. Yes. Like as a like as a shake and bake. Oh, we can make like it a like shake a, and we bake can make maneuver. it like a, a turd sandwich and a douchebag kind of situation. That's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yes. like if I can, because I I'd, I'd rather be vice mayor. I don't want to be the primary mayor because uh-huh. I worry about getting assassinated. You know what? I and I have a campaign already. <clears throat> I I'll campaign to clean up the streets of dogs, because I have saved. <laughs> I've already saved one dog, but I've had I've seen five other dogs on the side of the highway on 61 just loose and they're like nice looking dogs like i am actually um very troubled by how many people are just throwing away their dogs in the country no well it's crazy that's where piglet came from my middle um mm. she's a, a husky um uh staffy american bulldog um what was oh she we got the, the genealogy um what's the other thing 
German Shepherd mix. Mm. Um, and her mom looked a lot like a German Shepherd. Yeah. And her siblings all have kind of mixed uh, coloring, but definitely all kind of shepherd mixy kind of presenting. Yeah. And she is beautiful. She's like breathtakingly gorgeous. She looks like that elf queen from Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she glows and she's so vibrant, uh, white and gorgeous. But yeah, her mom was dumped in the country, like fully pregnant with 12 puppies. That's so fucked. You know what like, I mean? I and it's not because they're ugly dogs or something necessarily just weren't necessarily planned Dude, yeah because like people and, are just like and oswald got rescued from a farm horde of like 40 pit bulls that were on one farm together yeah like, and that's the kind of places where these things have the space to happen you know what i mean yeah, it's small it's places so like this so yeah it's so i definitely think we could start with that it's like listen we don't want the dogs on the streets we mm -hmm. don't want to hurt the dogs we don't want to see the dogs to get hurt we have the infrastructure. It's going to be really easy to clean this situation up. We just got to make it a priority. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. um, oh, we should do like an Obama Hillary thing where we do a debate, but um, you always say the right thing first. And then all I can do is agree with you. So it's okay. like, she's a genius. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, the uh, shake and bake from like Ricky Bobby. Shake. I <laughs> forget the other half. No, but, no, but, the, but the, the maneuver is that they were racing the cars and then, oh, and uh, then John C. Uh, Riley yes. would be in front to cut the wind tension. The whiplash. And then he'd catapult Ricky Bobby to first place. Yeah. Isn't that in another movie too? Probably. Right. It's a, it's an actual maneuver in racing. It's probably yeah. in Fast and the Furious where they, you know, you, you drift somebody Oh, it was, a, it was in uh, Whiplash, like literally the movie Whiplash um, with... Um, the, Sorry, are you about not the drummer? For, are you not lesbian enough for that reference? It's with um, uh, Elliot Page, um, Drew Barrymore, um, uh, the woman who does the shit. What is her name? I'm not doing her justice. She does all the stunt moves. She was in um, the, uh, I think it was a Rob Zombie movie with um, Kurt Russell. Um, fuck. Somebody's screaming the name out there right now. And Goldie I'm really Hawn. Sorry. Kind of looks like her, but a little. Bit. But anyway, so it's it's a movie about roller derby. Kate in Hudson. Um, no, it's not Kate Hudson. No, uh, it's like a, it's Kate like Hudson's a, mom. It's like she'd be a doppelganger to Kate Hudson. I, I would <coughs> kind of. Uh, I don't agree. To. Yeah, but anyway, so they do this maneuver where this sounds like a movie I would watch on an airplane. They one girl. Oh, Kristen Wiig's in it too. Uh, one girl's on uh, going around the ring, and then they take Elliot Page and they just like whip her around it because she's so small and maneuverable and so that's what popped up in my memory for that whiplash um so i'm very happy to um be the catapult the the change that needs to be in Curryville. yeah i think and with those numbers i mean you're like 0.3 percent of the whole population mm -hmm. and i'm already a hero to the locals because i did save a small dog um mm -hmm. at like eight o'clock at night on the side of the road um and a literal semi truck went right past it. I was literal. like, "Is that a dog?" And it's a Shih Tzu. Oh, a little with, Shih Tzu. With a, that would be with a Christmas sweater on. Oh no! Save that baby! So I pulled immediately over, and I was like, "Come here!" And then so I went to the first house, which was um, the only one that was lit up, and it had those <laughs> like that jasmine, um, uh, you know, covers on the windows instead of blinds. And I'm like, "I'm, I have to do this for this dog, but I think I'm gonna die." So like knocking on the door and like no, it's like the Walking metal. Dead. Like any country house that you walk up to, it's like okay, there could be zombies, cannibals. There could be this is gun country marauders. Like, That's the thing too. Yeah, it's like I'm 
within eyesight of their their doorway, so they yeah. could sh- totally shoot me. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I had that thought. And I was very nervous, and but I they had new metal blaring also. Oh, that's and I, also and so great. I'm like, bah, that's bah, fucking bah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then, bro. And so I set the dog down. I'm like, okay, just find your house. Just, can, I, can I lead you to your house? Just, do you just, like this music go. or are you more of a Jimmy Buffett guy? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, these people don't have a dog that has fucking yeah, listen, Christmas sweater. So I went Darcy, across the Darcy, the dog's name is Darcy. Yeah. Uh, listen, Darcy, definitely. do you like Limp Bizkit or, <laughs> or should we keep looking for your home? Yeah. I just thought this your was hair's it. tied up. This is too, somebody cares for this I, dog. It's weird that they'd be listening to Limp Bizkit and Corn and put you in a Christmas sweater. It right. just doesn't mix it, well for me. No. It made it made for that population that I wouldn't be surprised if that was her house. Did you find her house? Um, I did. Yeah, I went. I went to one house and they were like, "Oh, there was a lady that um, was looking for one." I was like, "Oh, awesome. Where does she live?" And they're like, "I don't know, three houses down or something." I was like, "Oh, that could be three miles, dog." <laughs> yeah, and then so I went to the second house and some uh, kid opens it up and I'm like, "Hey, buddy, is your?" parents home and it's just a guy sitting shirtless on a shitty couch yeah. being like what do you need I'm like i have a dog here <laughs> uh is do you know if anybody's been looking for it and then he's like no and then i leave and then i hear him yell hey boys you know anybody who's looking for a small dog <laughs> and then he comes back to the door he's like wait Wait, wait, my sons know. And they're like, it's the girl, it's the, uh, it's the woman next door. And I was like, thank you guys so much. And I start walking to this house. That's like completely no lights. Um, and I see this little old lady come around the back and I'm like, trying not to scare her. I'm like, uh, Hey ma'am, um, is this your dog? She's like, Oh my God, thank (laughs) you so much. Like, yeah, that would be so scary. Like I put like the, um, it was something like I put the Christ in Christmas type of like <laughs> affirmation that I got yeah. from her, but I was like, you know, just happy to, you know, get that dog to the rightful owner. But yeah, I was definitely fucking nervous. I met a lot. No, of that's neighbors. crazy. So that's... now if I go back and I'm just be like, so what we need to do is reenact some of that rescue operation for the Michael campaign Bay style. for the, for the campaign footage. Yeah. Yeah. It should be like taken, but it's you and Darcy. <laughs> in the great plains of uh-huh. curryville yeah. <laughs> marching marching across the horizon with this little shih tzu and she's scared but she loves god at the end she's like just like kind of like next to me just like prancing yeah darcy and i'm like sad that i have to give her up darcy sort of has to come on the on the on the campaign trail with us you know every time i see a dog my first immediate thought whether it's a split second or five minutes after is do i keep this dog that's the first thing I ask myself. Like, am I keeping this dog? And then I have to talk myself out of it. Was like, she giving you much of a fight? No, she's a sweet little shih tzu, like like a family dog. Like, so she was cool with you. So she mm-hmm. may have been like, "This is just who I live with now." Yeah, I ain't going back out on that road. <laughs> exactly. Like, I think she would have been totally happy to be with me. Listen, like, I don't I know. I don't happy. know you, but you saved me. So whatever you yeah. want to do, whatever you eat, I eat. That's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um. Darcy, I'm back. I can see the footage now. I'll I'll start working on this. We can. I think if I steal enough B-roll from the internet, uh-huh. you know, and I'd love to see some Disney caricatures. Maybe uh, that's if we did a Disney, like an old school Disney animation of you and Darcy uh-huh. on the road to redemption yeah. through the plains of Curryville. It may actually be cheaper. Yeah, but I want to look kind of like more of a prince, but with like a an actual like the man prince vibe. Yeah, Prince as as the Prince, like Prince, like a, a Disney Prince, but make it glow. Yeah, 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 but like with the mustache and everything. Yeah, make it gay. Yeah, did you see um when they had Prince on the Animaniacs? No, he was just like in one shot, but it was like like a 
doodle of prints like that. Um, it's worth it's worth looking. I don't know if I can put it on the stream though. I mean, I guess people listen to this, but Animaniacs prints. We don't have to watch the clip, but there's a uh, pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, this is what I'm picturing right here. Can Does you, that see? Um, can you see that over my shoulder? NSFW too. Yeah, I can. Yeah, so, I mean, delicately drawn, elegant. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pink with the shoulder pads. Um, you know, I see you in, like, a sky blue, double-breasted suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, like, big, like, buttons with, like, anchors on them. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't do... I'm not a rhinestone person, but I will wear glitter. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, some local stuff I was reading. Oh God, that was a saga we just went on. <laughs> I really feel like I was on an emotional Ooh. journey with Darcy. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry to give it to you, but I just I'm so glad she made it home. What was the home like? What did it look like they did there? Uh, like she was retired for years. Like, was there like junk? No, it was very. It was probably like the nicest house on the uh, block. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. And brick. Um. <laughs> sort of siding uh like wood siding like the big uh panel oh nice yeah um but too dark too dark for her to be there i don't i don't feel safe with her there but yeah like she, she turn on a light lady turn on the light darcy doesn't know where to go also i would have never gone to that house first so if your dog's missing, please turn on a light. Yeah, turn a light on. We, we should <laughs> Stand get out like, front. A, like a slowly flashing dog light. This yeah. is my dog is out. Right, exactly. <laughs> you see a dog. Yeah. Follow this light. Yeah. Um, maybe like a spotlight in the sky of a little dog. Ooh. Like the bat signal, but it's a little dog. It's like, yes. oh, somebody lost their dog. If I see a lost dog, dog, I'm going to walk towards the light. <laughs> um we're in a band uh that has material still active so we can say that we're still in it and, yeah. and i think we're gonna do more stuff um that baywatch theme song has been haunting my the simulation Ooh, that i, live I forgot in about that a lot lately so i do think we should revisit that we but can. um so we're in a band called too deep t-o-o-d-e-e-p but there's a rapper from st louis called 30 deep Ooh. uh 30 deep grimy is his name and uh he was just in the RFT, which is my favorite thing to pull silly articles from for the show. <clears throat> he wrote a diss track called Dead Goofies. Um, it has no chorus or refrain and no auto-tune. It's straight rap, jam-packed with so many specific people, street names, and neighborhoods that it's indecipherable to anyone not from St. Louis. <laughs> um, for four straight minutes, Grimy name drops all of his enemies, forgetting that he could be incriminating himself, forgetting the potential for retaliation. He oh raps about God. how, quote, Lil D tried creeping through that crib and how they shot his ass through the door. Um, in the video, he roams alleys and points guns at the camera dressed in the blue and orange of St. Louis's six deuce Crips. I didn't know about that. Mm -mm. He holds an AR pistol in one hand and a stolen street sign from an enemy gang in the other. Um, he uprooted that sign from the ground in broad daylight, daring them to do something about it. Did you think twice about making dead goofies? The interviewer asks, fuck no. Nah, grimy responds before cotton even finishes the question. <laughs> Do you, even finish? Do you regret? Fuck no. He said, I've been in all situations all my whole motherfucking life. Fuck no. Nah. St. Louis is the murder capital. Is he, is he really just a vigilante? 
No, I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a performer and I think, you know, this is probably his uh, home community that he came up in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got more music on the way. Um, but one of those situations where, yeah, he's, he's stirring up a lot of, uh, he moved a few blocks outside the field during his turn. still reps the area for the Grammy. They called him baby Arthur and then little Arthur. So he Ooh. graduated. He was, he's got three forms. Baby Arthur, little Arthur. Can you, can you and, pull up a picture of him real quick? Yeah, I'm looking at him right here. He's uh Okay. Let me uh let me put him up here for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there he is. There he is. I and, love his smile though. He looks Well, he looks happy. He looks really happy there. I'm not gonna play any of the song because I don't want to get flagged just for the for using somebody else's song. But yeah, he's got a nice grill. He probably got that over at that spot on Delmar, I bet. Mm. They do grills there. And uh, yeah, he looks enthusiastic. Looks young. Uh, he's young. Oh, he's super young. He may not even be. How old is he? Mm. He's been around for a couple years. Um, he's definitely recognizable. Um, his dad was a six deuce crip. His mom was also a six deuce crip. Even mm. his grandparents were six deuce no crips. Way. That's what it says here. Wow. I didn't know we had crips here that long. But his grandparents could be in their forties for all we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> That's a lot. So basically, he's he's basically doing what he shouldn't be doing. If you're getting a well, he's just which drawing, is calling out. He's all yeah, of he's your, just drawing a lot of attention to himself. And yeah. you know, I mean, I've had students who were killed in situations like of gang violence wow. and shit talking like this that mm-hmm. goes back and forth. So it definitely happens around here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's a, a mythical thing. It's not like getting sucked into an escalator, right? Which very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, he was arrested for gun charges in January of last year. He's still awaiting trial for that. But he's out on bail. And um, the RFT is insinuated that he may have to move. So that- yeah, I would say so. Is there a witness protection for rappers? Um, rapper protection program? Yeah. Dude, I could probably make that. There's no, they're not going to go out. Bro, what if we Curry, started re- rehabbing like abandoned farm space on curryville mm-hmm. for rappers that are in a hot beef yeah holy god B- yeah. write this down hey the band's all here um uh, the band's all here and they're all paid actors <laughs> um olivia wilde was served custody papers from oh former fiance god. justin sudeikis on stage at CinemaCon. Okay. i did see that. jason sudeikis from snl yeah, but he he's claiming that he he's he's mortified that that happened is what Oh, really? He said, yeah. Because I was like, that is so ballsy. That is so fucking like it's like a joke, but like a, the worst joke. You know, like if if it if it actually came from him. But I I wonder I, I wonder what her faith. reaction was like. Oh, it was it was very calm and professional. Like she she receives the paper. She op- she was like, "Oh, I wonder what this is." And she opened it up and she was like, "Okay, got it. Thank you." And then just went on with her presentation like it was no big deal. I thought that that was like I fell in love again with Olivia Wilde. I already love her. Yeah. And um she's too cute for him. I like him. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I, so I so it's I'm under the belief that it was the third party 
that right whoever wanted to do the, the infiltrated the process server yeah made the judgment that that was the appropriate place or time yeah and it wasn't but it it wasn't like he said you have to deliver it to her at this point yeah you know what i mean that was mm-hmm. not his uh he's he probably didn't even know when it was going exactly out. yeah i mean if yeah. he's you know but um custody papers they have children together yeah uh two kids i believe really mm-hmm. well great um Ellen's on a farewell tour on her show that I thought was already over. Yeah, I um, it was too. I keep seeing it pop up. And it's so awful because what happens is they leave that channel on in my dad's house for the bird. Okay. And uh, we've talked about Puffer on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, she, uh, so a lot of the times if I stop by there to let the dogs out before I go to School of Rock because it's on the way. Ellen will be on the TV. It's happened like four times Mm -hmm. because it's just that time window, I guess. I guess she's on at like two o'clock. Yeah. And uh, the show is mostly pre-taped and uh, um, mostly like people that have been on the show before coming back on to say, your show has been so important to me and my career. Mm -hmm. Bethany Frankel was just on. Apparently she left her TV show to do philanthropic work, which includes rescuing refugees from the Ukraine. Wow. She's been um, doing fundraising and 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 routing resources to uh, relocate and support humanitarian efforts uh, since the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, and um, that's where we are in society now. I is we're you know we're bidding farewell to Ellen as if she's like Frodo Baggins and she saved Middle Earth and she's going to Valinor to die peacefully. Yeah. And Bethany Frankel is uh, the world's leading humanitarian. You so, know, but she couldn't go out with at least one more scandal. As so. Bob Reuter once said, if Kim Kardashian, no, what did he say? Bob Reuter said that if Lady Gaga is Bob Dylan, then Kim Kardashian is Martin Luther King. What? That's what Bob Reuter said, and that's what this reminds me of. I'm going to be honest; I have no idea who Bob Reuter is. Oh, oh, KDHX, uh, late KDHX uh, DJ, local <laughs> legend oh, kind of dude. So, uh, like a real elite type. Yeah, yeah, cool guy, mm-hmm. and uh, no longer with us. R.I.P. And mm-hmm. uh, but he said that one time. Do but that's what I keep that? telling people: you gotta, hey, listen, you gotta be on the right side of history because I think what we need is I think the Pope is going to try to get us back to the moon. Okay. And um and that's what's going to keep people from rebelling against the clutches of stimulants like Adderall is cuz we're going to need Adderall to get to the moon for Christ. Um for Christ. I think that's going to be Let's the be angle. Clear. I think that's going to be the angle. I think they're going to say we need to claim the moon as a holy space. Leave the moon alone. Well, okay? Leave it alone. I don't know if that's really viable in our economic model right, right now. Well, I think the Kardashians and Elon are going to go settle on the moon with the Pope. And if we're lucky, they'll leave us some of the antibiotics and medications. Well, one of the positives of being so far out in the uh, northeast of Missouri is that you get really beautiful skies. And I uh, purchased a telescope to stare at the moon. And so if I see a fucking advertisement on the moon one day, that's when I kill myself. That's Yeah, that would be upset. If you're just looking at the moon and it's like brought to you by... Den- Denny's Applebee's Max. I opened up a fortune cookie the other day from my local hotspot up in Vandalia, and the back of it was a ZipRecruiter advertisement. My favorite is when you go to McDonald's, and in your bag is a flyer to come work at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Well, customers are employees. Yeah. So, you know, they're doing it right. But fortune cookie, leave them alone. I didn't, I don't, I have a job. 
And if I didn't have a this job, like I would we know that I could go earlier. to Zipper. Zip like we were talking before we started rolling about how like the alcohol market is such that industry has been in place there for so long that it's hard to have a boutique, you know, artisanal mm -hmm. approach in the alcohol market because there's so many things you need that can be provided for you by the industrial vendors of those products. And um, the fortune cookie game is like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to get a fortune cookie that doesn't have uh, a website on the back of the fortune. Oh, you're saying that that's a common, that was the first time I was assaulted. No, like, no, no, it happens the, all the time around the here. lucky numbers. No, yeah, and like you'll get a fortune, fortune cookie and there'll be um, all kinds of different stuff on it. Well, and it'll be from, you know, fortunecookie.net and, you know, whatever and like things like that. And because somebody makes those cookies and they make enough of them, they sell them in enough places, they can do such a volume that it's cheaper to buy the cookies with, you know, the establishment message printed mm -hmm. on them than it is to uh, have a cookie that's ad free. So, An ad-free cookie is much more expensive. What that tells me is that I need to eat a lot more Chinese food. Yeah, you don't eat enough Chinese food. How is it out there in Curryville? Um, you know, it's not the rice isn't dirty enough, but um, you know, it's it's good. I mean, I'm I'm satisfied and then also unsatisfied after it. Yeah, my friend Diamond moved to New Orleans for a while and she um said the she got, you know, the shrimp fried rice. Mm -hmm. For the first time there, and it it just it didn't look fried at all, but the shrimp looked beautiful. Oh yeah, <laughs> like so. That's the thing is like you move to New Orleans, and the rice isn't dirty enough in the fried rice, and uh, but the shrimp is real good. Yes, I was discussing um, like fried rice with a special someone, and one of like my first experiences with fried rice was it's so dirty, it's like basically like black rice at that point yeah it's and like i didn't realize that that was brown. i was eating at that point until i realized the trash that i was eating now and i was like yeah. this is obviously not processed enough well and it's just they when they stir fry it in the wok you know they take the day old white rice and they stir fry it in the wok with you know um all kinds of oils and sauces mm -hmm. yeah and uh, and even sometimes at like the hibachi joint where they do it in front of you it's like this isn't dark enough can you put some goo on this mm -hmm. can I get can i'm not I eating chinese food to have a good time no, I, I'm hungover and I need it to fuck me up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to be taken within an inch of my life yeah. <laughs> with the sodium. Uh, yeah. I need a heroic dose of sodium. I need heart palpitations. I, seriously, I want to feel my blood slowing down because mm -hmm. everything's moving too fast. You know, ever since I've been on testosterone, I can actually feel, I feel like I feel that. And I'm like, you can feel I'm like a, your like blood a, moving. Yeah. Like I, you know, you have to get uh, blood work done a lot. And so... When you're in the middle of like also like a, a re trying to be healthier in your life as well. Yeah, that's got to be hard. You get all these, you know, all 16 different of blood type things back and everything's great and it's normal. And then um, you realize that you're on too much testosterone. You're like, you know, I have been feeling a little bit like a bitch lately. <laughs> and um, and then it confirms it with the blood test. And so it's like definitely your blood work came back. You are a bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'm showing you're here, medically an asshole. Medically speaking, yeah. uh, you're a bull shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um so you know it's um but it's a lot of fun though because i kind of get like a second wind in life as well because i'm actually like very motivated but, yeah uh, yeah are you um uh do you have like next door any of those neighborhood apps out there um no i don't i've never felt the need to because i can just i just i wonder if those people use it 
Fuck no. Because it seems like around here, my phone gets pinged constantly with like low key, like racist, like questions in the, uh, in the, um, next door app. Like they're uh, old school. Like I, I smelled gas the other day and I called my next door neighbor, like this, you know, 75 year old man. And I was like, Hey Melvin, do you smell gas? And he's like, no, I don't smell any gas. I'm outside right now with my cows. Like, I can't go on the next door app and be like, does anybody smell gas? They would smell gas. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, cause that's the thing too. The range. I think next door has a range of miles like Tinder or something. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, that, yeah, you'd have like four people. Yeah, and, and it's just it's much easier just to drive up. I'd there. love if someone Everybody's friendly. If someone said like, "Yeah, we're smelling gas over here. Sorry, we're having a sweet sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. just us. Don't mind us. We're gonna huff all this gas up real quick. Yeah, Get yeah. it out your hair." <laughs> um, well, Melvin, why didn't you invite me then? <laughs> I'm tired of people in my neighborhood talking shit, uh, like about people, even if when they're actually reporting suspicious behavior that may be evidence of or intention of a crime. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't you get off your fucking phone? And go out there if you're so big and bad, (laughs) fucking go out there and you know what's best. Tell those people to quit trying all those car doors. Somebody's got to be the catalyst of change. Call the police if you want to call the police. But don't get in my fucking app and be like, hey, is did y'all see these young gentlemen in the alley? I'm like, will you let the kids play in the alley? (laughs) Let them play in the alley. What a good is an alley if you're not gonna wander down it on occasion. Right. You know who I want to complain about is the fucking like old guy in the bicycle with the trailer on it that goes dumpster diving every day. What? Oh yeah, there's this guy. He we every time I'm working on a music video in the alley, he rolls by with his cart on his bicycle full of garbage. Uh-huh. I love that. Well, but he's white, so they don't complain about him in the neighborhood group. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Expected, but that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. my frustration with the neighborhood groups. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're so big and bad and so full of what you think people need to be doing, why don't you get out there and say, Hey, excuse me? Mm-hmm. But they won't do that, they will not do that. They I will. wouldn't in St. Louis. You got 30 deep grimy out here shooting at people. I mean, mm. what if that was 30 deep grimy coming down the street checking all the car doors and you went yeah. out there and said, Excuse me, Mr. Grimy? and he went clack clack, yeah, right back at you. I mean, I lived in Benton Park and I was concerned sometimes, but I was just like. I'm gonna let you guys do what you do. I love you. Um, and just, uh, just you know, uh, please leave me out of it. Yeah, give me a warning shot so I can get the dogs out the window. Uh, the only thing that happened is that my car got totaled by somebody breaking into it, trying to steal my stereo. So they wanted it that bad. They totaled the car. Well, it's it, yeah, because they had to rip out like the center console and like the um, front. Fuck the underwind. <laughs> I'm terrible with words today. Dashboard. Dashboard. Thank you. Dashboard confessional. Um. Oh, so huh. yeah, I totaled my car. Um. By doing that, and it was a Saturday afternoon. Like bold. I'm well, that's when they had the bold. time. They said, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna. It's a nice day. I'm gonna have a glass of lemonade. I'm gonna strap in. And I'm gonna gut this Acura. Yeah. And you know what? I even tried to be my own detective. Was that the Acura? Uh, no, it was, it was what caused me to get the Acura. It was a Toyota Venza. Oh, a Venza. Yes. It was my, it was my first car that I bought, like, with my mm-hmm. own money. Yeah. And, and then I realized that. Man, I sold that Escape um, to Carvana. They offered me crazy money for it. And it was, shit was falling off of it. Like a, like really? A left and right. Yeah, it was just, it was like six months after the warranty expired. I had, like, repeated, like, component failure. Like, Did you know going in how much you wanted for it? And then they exceeded your expectations? Oh, sure. Really? Yeah, because wow. on I wouldn't have expected. This is right when the 
auto markets start getting crazy. And I wouldn't have expected to get more than a couple grand for it on trade in, but they yeah. offered me like five grand. What? Uh huh. Oh my God. And they came to pick it up. Like I was at work and they came to work and picked it up. What year was it? it? That one was a 13. Oh, that's fucking rigged. Dude, I, I sold my Acura to, to get my Subaru and it was like 2,500 or something. Well, I think that may have also been before the crisis. This was also before the crisis. This was October 2018. Nope. Nope. It was October 20. Nope. 2019. It wasn't really until 2021 that the auto market really started getting crazy. Oh, that crisis. Sorry. There's so many. The supply chain. Yeah. Supply chain. Speaking of the supply chain, are you going to Jack White in August? No, but now I am. We got seven tickets. My mom bought seven tickets. And have you claimed them all? Yeah, but there's more tickets. Okay. Well, I'm going with you if I'm going. Well, yeah, you guys should get tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we can carpool. Wait, when in August is it? 28th. I think it's a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. I'll... We'll schedule that. But I've that's been... the name of the tour is the supply chain. I've been seeing store. shows like I've been like thirsty for them. Like I've never seen. Well, you know what? Before. I've noticed that performing that the uh, the market is really hungry for live music because it was such a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I don't necessarily, I, I don't. I'm not glad the break happened. I'm not even hungry for live music. I'm horny for live music. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's that's that bull shark testosterone. Like, I, like when I go to see shows right now, I'm giving it back to the performer. I'm like, yes, bitch, yes. Like yeah. at the heavy anchor. Oh god, what was that band's The Mall or something? Or was it The Mall? Oh, The Mall is an amazing group that I saw that I just discovered at that show. Yeah, I don't know them. Um, Are you from here? Yes. Yeah. M A L L. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout yeah. out to the mall, not a sponsor. Mm-mm. Some musical artists do sponsor podcasts. How so? They they'll spot they'll buy ad time on a podcast to promote a new release or something. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's lucrative enough for them. I don't see it happening a lot. But oh, I just typed in the mall. <laughs> you just you just type in Fender at work. To uh, look yeah. Something up. I just went into green screen <laughs> and I dot looked up Livewire. Yeah. <laughs> Um, punk.bandcamp.com. They got punk.bandcamp.com. Mm -hmm. What? I, I, yeah, I think I've oh, seen. wow. Oh, this is good stuff here. Yeah, it's real classic. I can't wait to climb into that. Okay, but I don't think that they'll disagree with me because I don't think that they're listening. But wow, they both that's not a shot on them, that's a shot on me. They, <laughs> they both look like amazing Buffalo Bill characters and i'm trying to say this positively but they know it's true <laughs> buffalo bill buffalo bill um, <gasps> oh my god from, from silence of the lambs yeah but his energy on stage was like so awesome he just like gave it all um and he looks like bob odenkirk yes yeah yeah kind of a mix between the two um and he's so nice and so wonderful um and they just played like really intense, um, like electronic music. Like his partner was mostly on, um, you know, analog machines and, um, he was just singing and his mic broke and he like swung it around. Um, I don't know, maybe like who does that? Like Freddie Mercury or somebody. And then just like slammed it down and broke it. And in my mind, I was like, did you get pro coverage on that? A punk ethos <laughs> to dance music. <coughs> oh my God. Step I'm away. okay. Sorry. 
Wow. Well, that's good. That's something to go check out. Um, <laughs> man, we're making really good time here. I was talking to my therapist this week that she's noticing in this upcoming generation of young people, there's this problem where they have a maladapted perfectionism. Mal meaning bad? Yeah, poorly adapted perfectionism. It has this understanding that they have to perform uh, or receive document of performing perfectly at things. Yeah. Um, but there, it's not necessarily rooted in being the best at that thing. It's rooted in, no, I have to get an A because I'm coming here to do a thing and I need the A. You know what I mean? Because mm. um, I was talking, I talked to her a lot about the teacher shortage in like, you know, normal elementary and, and junior high and high schools, mm -hmm. you know, like I worked in. Uh, but also it's a huge problem where a lot of professors are leaving the college profession, even before tenure and whatnot, to go do completely different work because of this kind of phenomenon of, um, like she told me one of her clients is a college professor who a student came to a, a meeting in her office to talk about an assignment that she got a grade on that she didn't like and then refused to leave her office until she changed her grade to an A. I mean, I've done that. I literally just did that, but I didn't hold anybody hostage. Well, she was holding the office hostage. I guess she would have let the professor leave. Wow. Yeah, that's. But she wasn't going to leave. I deserve an A. Yeah. Because of all these things I did. So um, so from what grade to what grade? Was she, was she trying to go from like a D to a. Oh, you know, that I didn't. That I don't remember. Oh, I guess it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. No. Um, Are you saying if it was a B plus, then maybe it's understandable to yes, occupy that's an what office? I did. <laughs> well, you know, like, uh, listen, I really feel like you can give me the A minus on this one. I've spent my whole life not giving a shit about grades just to go back to college at 30 years old to give a shit about grades mm -hmm. um, because I need to be validated. Yeah, that's like um, like Caitlyn Jenner used to say. Oh, please quote her. Is uh you know, sports gave me an arena to test myself because I had such a low self-esteem. And so mm -hmm. I needed the challenge of competitive Olympic sports to really understand and feel confident in myself. Yeah, exactly. And so you feel like that about having homework at age 30? Um, no, I feel that about specifically um, learning about music. Um, oh, yeah. Because I thought I was so dumb <laughs> before that I would just like, could only play music that I was capable of like. Dude, that's such a doing. huge problem for me. Cause I'm at this point in my career now where it's like, wait a minute, if I had started pursuing and learning all the things that I've pursued and learned just in my free time mm -hmm. since I started, like I'd be so farther in and so much mm -hmm. better off, but like, I didn't even have the self-esteem to audition for anything. Exactly. I was, I was yeah. almost 30 before I even auditioned for anything for yeah. the first time. Cause I was like, well, if there's an audition. I'm not going to do it. Cause I'm afraid. Yeah, to do it. And so I never studied music at college um, di like directly because I just didn't feel like I was good enough to even audition for the program, which when you look at 18 year olds going into most college programs now, there's really nothing I should have been afraid of. Exactly. And that's and that's what's unfortunate. But like like myself, time can come again where you can pick up where you left off. And that's what I'm feeling right now. And and what I'm finding out in these college courses that they also don't give a shit about what you sound like. It's just like, here's these set of rules, but also some of them are up to interpretation. This is just what's massively accepted by composers and musicians and everything. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And yeah. I find that completely freeing. Yeah, if I could go back, if I actually had a self-esteem when I was 17 and a half, I would have decided to do the jazz tech program at Webster because mm -hmm. I was going there for school anyway. 
Um, and it's like half jazz performance and half audio engineering. Mm -hmm. And that's really all the stuff that I had to learn over the last 10 years of my free time working, you know, in the industry or whatever is kind of those two things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those two kind of areas of study is, you know, playing professionally, um, and kind of the preparation that goes into that and also the musicality of that whole thing. But then Mm -hmm. also the, the production and engineering side of it has been, uh, way more lucrative and way more um, in demand. Um, like when I play with my cover band, I have to run sound the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, which also stay tuned to YouTube and Patreon. Cause I'm doing YouTube videos about um, my different tube amps, but also all the technology we started using even back in the three deep days, mm. you and me yeah. um, to not use amps live. You know what I mean? But still yeah. sound like you're using amps live because yeah. that was, I mean, I think about this all the time. I had to start running sound and playing keyboard and guitar and singing half of the stuff on top of booking the thing or whatever. And I'm still kind of in that zone where with my cover band, I have to run sound and play guitar the whole time. But I like it because I like plugging stuff in and making sure it's working. Me too. The right way. Like it's almost like you get to the point where it's like, I'd rather do the work to make sure it's going to get done Mm -hmm. than just say, oh, I I don't have to worry about that. And then something go wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm right now as I'm kind of preparing like my solo venture on the stage, I am having to figure out how to intersect both uh, monitoring myself, looping live instruments, yeah. and trying to make uh, a performance out of pre-recorded and live vocals. Yeah, and and you really got to gotta do it now. I mean, just out of yeah. like, I was telling um, our friend this, whose videos I was showing you earlier, that uh, for the live show, it's like you know, really, and in the cover band thing, we kind of work modularly. Where yeah, um, if it's a cheap gig, we may just send a singer and a keyboardist with tracks. Yeah. If we can afford a drummer, that's the next thing you add because tracks plus drummer plus live singer feels like live music mm-hmm. a lot. It's like elevated karaoke. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but having the the drums really adds the live element yes. to it. And then, of course, the, the singer part or whatever. But um, using tracks, even if you have four or five pieces in your band, can be really beneficial for, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just like how many keyboardists would you need? to perform a modern record completely live. You know what I mean? There's tons of layers of keyboards on everything. Exactly. And I have an angle here where I um, have like a set, I don't know, like passion for like where I want to go with my music and everything. And so what my thought is, is that I really want to start playing out solo and kind of just like give the locals what they're thirsty for. Um, and then once, if, once I get attention and people are kind of the locals of Curryville, yes. Um, and then we, I will seriously drive out there every week to host an open mic in Curryville. (laughs) If you find me it, where (laughs) they have a town hall slash a police department. Do they have internet there? Um, same. Cause my new uh, idea is I want to do a outdoor live streaming open mic. What? Cause, okay. I want to do, I want to set up a desk. And we'll have Pro Tools or whatever, a Logic probably up, and then um, people can come in and perform, and I can either drop a track in for them to sing or, or rap or whatever over, yeah. or I can build loops for them live, and they can freestyle it, but then do it as a live stream, but also do it outdoors somewhere where like, hopefully the idea is that we could get people that didn't know we were going to be there. They'd be like, oh, I'll drop some bars, bro. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. If you're doing it like with the the instruments and like Logic, for example, you, you could do it so easily live. And this setup mm-hmm. that we have right here, you know, I have audio happening on one machine and video on another. So, but if we were doing it on TikTok, like we could just live stream it from an iPad on the corner of Jefferson yeah. and Gravois. 
Yeah. Like outside that 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And if I had like a plexiglass booth with the microphone in it. Yeah. Um, do you want to know one of my show ideas? Yeah. Um, so did you see the Buckethead show at 2720 where it was just him and a full stack and his NPC? No. He would Paul Wood was there. Paul Wood, shout out. Not he's not on my Patreon though. So uh that's kind of funny because he should be. I'll send it to him. He's probably like, I don't do that shit. <laughs> um but Buckethead just came out. He had a full stack uh and a guitar and an NPC, you know, like Kanye West uses. And he would hit a button and the track would start and he would just shred for eight minutes. Yeah. And then he'd wait and people would applaud. And then he'd hit the next button and he'd shred for eight minutes. Ingve Malmstein does a very similar thing. Sure. Yeah. And because uh, it just I makes more that. sense. You could have a really beautiful sounding track and it's not on tape or a CD or something. It's like on a hard disc that, you know, it's you know, going to be reliable. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm definitely going to, and so much of my new material for my own stuff is, uh, you know, has lots of layers of keyboards and electronic drum yeah. components mm-hmm. that it's like, you know, even if I was going to add, like we were talking about a drummer to that, you, know, you still want those things there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what is your idea for your new so, stage show? Um, basically it's, it's think of it more like a variety show where, it's like Lucius McQueen plus like special guests. So I'm up there. I'm like, Hey y'all, how's it going? And then, you know, have a little bit of audience interaction. And then I bring up people that I have made music with like featured, um, you know, like, like you and I would play some two deep songs. Sure. And me and somebody else would play some other songs and in between. I'm, you know, uh, you know, giving, um, an opportunity for that person to kind of, you know, give their Instagrams or shout outs or whatever. And then it's more of like, drop the links, drop the links and then a hot five for a set and then back into it, you know, just kind of like mix up yeah. the media. And then you can do solo pieces on the transitions yes, too. You absolutely. know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. And whenever someone's doing like, um, like I have a lot of Prince DVDs, mm-hmm. concert DVDs. And so whenever you're shooting like a special like that, like not just a normal show, but something that's like, or if you're going to a town where somebody famous that you'll work with is going to be there or whatever, to have those cameos like that, yeah. where like, oh, maybe this guy, you know, we're in St. Louis, so Nelly can come out for a song. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. We talked about that when we went to EI. We were like, yeah. we're try- if we can get Nelly to call Tim McGraw and get Tim McGraw in Oof. here. Yeah. That's um, a, th- we had Lion's Choice that day for lunch. Not a sponsor. I just had Lion's Choice today. <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. I had an alligator sandwich. Well, that's better. You know. No, but Lion's Choice. That's Lion's Choice too. Lion's Choice could a do lion a, would an, alligator. Choose an alligator. Do you have a Lion's Choice in in Curryville? Uh, the closest one is Troy. How close is that? Forty five minutes. Oh, we should open one in Curryville, dude. You can't even keep a uh, general like um, store open, like. The, it's just not enough people to sustain a yeah, business. Like the people that put it's Curryville Fisheries put fish into our pond. And I noticed that the Mimi's Mart was looking for Curryville Fishery drivers for fish. And I asked the guy when he came to deliver, I was like, Do you guys own Mimi's Mart? And he's like, Yeah, it's been a pain in my ass ever since we bought it. Like, and it's like the tiniest thing in the world. And, um, y- like when you drive past it, you wouldn't think that there's life inside. But it's like a gab table. Like you got you got the red table talk. This is like the brown table talk of Curryville in this Mimi's Mart. Maybe that segment would bring the Mart back. Yeah. What do they talk about there? Um, they talk about these poor women who um, come in there and are begging for money for uh, milk for their kids and uh, kind of having like really shady comments like um, milk. I told her to get on EBT. Like, 
like really sad stuff where you can it's clear that they're talking about like an addict that somebody's just like kind of roams Curryville and everything. Yikes. It's just it's just the blue hairs just doing their thing, you know, yeah. just talking trash. And what else you got to do out there? Is there a school district there? Um I would imagine that they go to the bowling green. Um, Bowling so, Green. Yeah, wow. either that or the. Well, no, because yeah, I need to include all this in my documentary. Yeah, Jesus, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're coming up on our, um, our our time here, and I know we had some other stuff we wanted to to do while you're with me today. So, mm-hmm. um, give me just a second. We could start uh, winding this down, but stay tuned for um, uh, Lucius to be on the the ticket there in Curryville uh, as soon as I get that video at Darcy. We got to get that. <laughs> campaign video going and um i think they'll be appreciative they'll probably let us borrow darcy for a couple hours for a shoot um if you're if you're gonna wind it down i do have a shout out real quick um so i will have a uh, my first single dropping oh good um it'll probably be in late june um and it's called is this thing on um and i'm very excited to release it it's literally just my first step out into the world yeah, I music by myself, and yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really. Are excited you gonna to master it yourself? No. <laughs> oh, holler at your girl. I'm gonna. I um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you could send it off to Widman. Widman, I actually have a Mike Gerard help me out. Oh, good. Yeah. That'll be great, Mike Gerard from Scuzz. Yes. Yeah, very talented. I talk about him a lot, actually. Yeah. He probably doesn't know this, but he had a crazy like upbringing, like his adolescence, yes. like in Hannibal. I think Mike Gerard's amazing. Yeah, he's great. He's beautiful and yeah. talented. Mm-hmm. And um It's like a total package. He's a yeah, he's an elf. Elfish. Yeah. But in like a royal sense. Yes. You know what I mean? High not, elf. not just that he's small, but that he's, you know, um got a uh, otherworldly sort of divinity about him. Like not like Keebler, but not. No, no, no. Smoother. Like smoother. uh like Aragorn. No, not um what's his name? Uh, Legolas. Legolas, yeah. And uh and that family. You know, his yeah. daddy was on the moose. That sounds more like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike Gerard on a moose. Mm. Mike Gerard on a moose. Graveless Studios. Whoa! Guys, that's another episode of Jacob V Weekly. High five. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, whatever. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Any interaction helps. We have an Instagram page for the show at Jacob V Weekly. You can contact the show for topics for future discussion at jacobvweekly at gmail.com. You can find original music by Jacob V or by Too Deep or by No Antics or Blinded by Stereo on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Deezer. You could bing it. Um, hit the playlist on Spotify, Jacob V's favorite songs. We just hit May of 2022. Uh, that's two whole years of those playlists that not enough of you are subscribing to. Will you please go listen to what I'm listening please. to? Um, Caddyshack, patreon.com slash Jacob V. Be safe. <laughs>